A little while back, Kevin Willard accused the Big Ten of scheduling the proposed better teams to have better game times and not have to play as often. As it turns out, that's not really true when you break it down. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, we're going to take a look at a whole bunch of numbers around Big Ten basketball. Later on, we're going to take a look at the latest bracketology from Joe Lenardi and take a look at who's overachieving and underachieving through the first part of the Big Ten season. Also, we'll start out the show by taking a look at some of the accusations made by Kevin Willard a little while back. He said that the Big Ten is unfair in the way that it schedules its games. I'm saying it's not so much. But before we do any of that, a reminder that today's episode is brought to you in part by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more games, props, odds, lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Be sure to follow along on Locked On at Big Ten. It's 1-0 at the end when you're typing it along wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, and on Twitter, too. Let's start off by taking a look at what we had, I think it was maybe even a couple of weeks ago now back, when it was Kevin Willard, head coach of Maryland basketball, with Maryland off to a hot start, complaining about how the Big Ten's scheduling its basketball games. He said that when the Big Ten comes together and makes its games, he accuses them of, well, pretty much saying that, all right, Indiana, Purdue, Illinois, they're going to be good this season, Michigan. We'll make sure that they're in the most prime time spots, the most ideal locations, not playing around too much. Where Meanwhile, a team like Maryland, finished to pick 10th in the preseason by the Big Ten media, will throw them in wherever it ends up being most convenient. Which, at the time when I was talking about it at first, I was like, I would believe it. If that ended up being the case, if someone did all the things to break down the numbers and say, hey, there is a reason to believe that kind of stuff, I would believe it. Because if I'm the Big Ten, I'm the one that's putting together games. I want the best games to have the most eyes on them. I put those best games at the most ideal times, which is usually the 7 p.m. Eastern time start time for a lot of the time. Those late games, which is part of what Kevin Willard's complaining about, yeah, we'll throw a team like Maryland or a Minnesota or a Northwestern into those kind of spots. So is there any actually, anything actually to it, though? Is what Willard's saying actually something that is happening in Big Ten basketball? I figured it was about time I actually broke down the numbers. So I broke this down into three separate categories, which are three things that Kevin Willard specifically pointed out as the things that he thought were unfair in the way that things were being scheduled. One, the number of 9 p.m. games that you play, 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Central time on the tip-offs. He complained that, hey, if you're starting earlier in the day, you're getting home earlier in the day, and you're not, of course, doing homework up until 2, 3 in the morning and things like that as a college student athlete still. So that makes sense if it were actually substantiated. The problem is it isn't. Now, to be fair, there is a point here to be made, which is that it's not even across Big Ten teams. But what I did was I took the Big Ten preseason polls, and we didn't do this for every team because that seems a little bit repetitive. But I took the top three teams in the Big Ten preseason media polls, 
Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan, and the bottom three teams in the preseason polls, Minnesota, Northwestern, Nebraska. These polls were done in October. The Big Ten schedules were released in September. So, in theory, this is something the Big Ten would have to go off of if it was intentionally trying to get the best games in the best spots. However, there's really no evidence to suggest that the better teams are getting less of those late games. Uh, Indiana in the Big Ten Conference season, this is including the earlier games in December, by the way, they have five. Illinois has five. Down at the bottom of the Big Ten projections, Minnesota has five. Northwestern has six. So it's pretty much even. Now again, to be fair, it's not even across the board. For instance, Michigan has only three 9 o'clock tip-offs. Nebraska has only two 9 o'clock tip-offs. So it's not even by any means. It just doesn't seem to be off-balance toward any one team, whether or not they're projected to be any good or any bad. Uh, I also did put Maryland into this because, again, we're talking about Maryland's coach is the one who's saying this. Maryland has five 9 p.m. starts, not really any more than what we've seen the average be. I also threw Purdue's numbers into this. They weren't in the top three in the Big Ten preseason polls, but for obvious reasons, it seems like a decent idea to put them in there now. They right now at the moment have two 9 p.m. Big Ten starts. Next category I want to look at is games played in a row. And Willard talked about this too, being able to play, like he said at the time, six or seven games in 11 or 12 games, five or six games, I think it was, in an 11 or 12 day stretch Maryland had to play. I couldn't find that stretch. When I looked over the Maryland schedule, and this one has really no legs to it whatsoever. Uh, as far as games that you're playing in a row, I looked at everyone's Big Ten schedule, and I at least broke it down because I didn't want to do all sorts of math. I broke it down into how many times you play three times in a calendar week. Because first off, in my opinion, I think that a calendar week does matter because these are still students who have classes. So that's important to me. And also, it's just kind of easier to see, okay, when are we blocking off? And I made sure it wasn't anything like back-to-backs being played on Saturday and Sunday, but those don't happen anyway. Point being, nobody's really getting any more hosed by being able to, having to play a lot in any way. Uh, as far as having to play three times a week, Indiana Tops does it twice, never in back-to-back weeks. Indiana, Illinois doesn't have it happen once. Michigan doesn't have it happen or has it happen one time. At the bottom, same deal. Minnesota, has it happened once. Northwestern, has it happened once. Maryland, has it happened once. And Purdue, has it happened twice, but not in back-to-back weeks, where they have to play three times in two weeks in a row. So, that one, throw it out the window. Nothing to it whatsoever. You could say pretty much the same exactly about the number of road games that you're playing. Kevin Willard complained that Maryland has to play five of its first seven games on the road in the Big Ten season, which is true, and that's starting up the Big Ten calendar season here. Uh, But it's not really all that much of an anomaly, five out of seven, and it's not really that atypical for what they're doing in the Big Ten. As far as having to play consecutive road games, nobody in the Big Ten all season will ever play on the road three times in a row. I'm guessing intentionally scheduled that way. As far as times that they will have to play two times in a row, Indiana does it twice. Illinois once, Michigan three times. At the bottom of the projections in the preseason, Minnesota does it twice. Northwestern three times. Nebraska does it twice. By the way, Maryland and Purdue in those cases, Maryland does it twice. Or Maryland does it three times. Purdue does it three times. And 
Oh, also Purdue. That's another team that's starting the Big Ten season with five of its first seven games on the road. So it's not exactly lining up for Kevin Willard. The only really plausible thing that he had was that I think I agree with him that the Big Ten probably could do a better job of making sure everyone has an even number of those 9 p.m. games. But even the unevenness we saw there was not something that correlated with how good a Big Ten team was doing or projected to do in the preseason. So while Kevin Willard is upset about what is three 9 p.m. games in a row, I believe, at the end of January and the beginning of February, which is maybe the toughest stretch of any Big Ten team out there this season, that's the worst that it gets. And he took the one extreme example and defended his school with it, which is, you know, part of what you have the coach to do, even if it is a little irrational sometimes. But he's got nothing here. If you ask me, he's got nothing here. There's a coincidence where his team did happen to get the worst situation over the course of a few days there at the end of January. But aside from that, he's not getting treated any worse than anyone else in the Big Ten. And whether or not he likes it, there is going to have to be someone because of scheduling conflicts who's going to have to have a little bit of a rougher time for a little bit of a stretch of time like Maryland is. So, Willard, at the time, I was like, yeah. I could see it. It makes sense. Conspiracy on. Now I'm off it. After we come back, we're going to break down some more numbers. Lenardi's latest bracketology is out. Where are the Big Ten teams? Where does that stack up to where we thought they would be? We'll talk about that in just a minute here on Locked On Big Ten. But before we do that, if you want to make sure you're staying in shape this new year, maybe you have one of those resolutions people talk about, you can get started with it with Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Whether or not you want to get one of the new outstanding flavors they have, like churro, coconut, almond, or some of the great classics that you've come to know and love and Built Bar has built the brand off of, you can get it all over at Built.com, where they've got new stuff coming out every single day. These protein bars are less than 150 calories, less than 5 net grams of sugars and carbs in the bars. So if you want to stay healthy, while tasting something amazing that fills you up and doesn't keep you hungry, head on over to Built.com to start the new year off on the right foot. I promise you, once you try this stuff out, you're going to want to come back for more. Let's continue along with things here on Locked On Big Ten. I want to just take a quick rundown on everything that we're looking at with Joe Lenardi and his latest bracketology and use it to just kind of gauge where we're at. Because it's been a fun start to the Big Ten basketball season. But a whole lot of people I know have been watching Big Ten football still. And while you're keeping track of your team, maybe you're not keeping track of where exactly everyone else has been. And maybe you're just a little bit still kind of stuck in the mindset of here's where we thought they would be in the preseason when we were last talking about this. So if you're football fans just now this week transitioning back into the basketball, maybe we can help you out a little bit here. First off. Latest Bracketology did release here this morning, so it includes losses that we had from Indiana and a close win for Purdue. I think because of that close win, Purdue is back on the one line. I don't know how far they would have fallen because of the loss to Rutgers. Rutgers is a tournament team too, we'll get to that in a second. But Purdue is still on the one line as of right now, according to Joe Lenardi. That's a big deal. After that, it drops off quite a bit. Uh, 
nobody has really stepped up and become that big second team to be right next to Purdue and challenge the Boilermakers. Uh, as far as the AP polls are concerned, it's still Indiana. That team's at number 15, even if it will be dropping off sometime soon. Joe Lenardi, of course, updating his brackets today. He has Indiana down to a sixth seed. Uh, Hoosiers need to figure it out. I've talked about it a few different times on the podcast already, but this is a testament to that. Because Lenardi knows. He's running by numbers just as much as he is whatever eye test he does end up using for his bracketology. But he knows where teams are going to end up in this bracket. And 6 seed honestly seems pretty fair for what Indiana has done so far. Number 15 in the team in the country does not seem fair. That's why I trust something like a bracketology more when judging what I think of where a team's at right now, at least for the moment. Moving on. Indiana, I'd say, would be a loser in this case. They need to get up to expectations. I mean, if I'm Indiana, I want to be a top-four seed. I want to be the team expected to come out of that first weekend. And at the moment, Indiana's not playing like it, and they don't have it as it stands. One of the winners is Rutgers. Finished to pick eighth, or picked to finish eighth in the Big Ten Conference in the preseason. Not projected to be an eighth seed, which is... Again, pretty much on par, but they're doing it. They're keeping up with the expectations. The big win over Purdue is a big part of the reason why they're up at that spot right now. Uh, Rutgers, I think you have to be pretty happy with what you've seen, at least so far from that team, in being able to keep itself afloat. Wisconsin's at a five seed, which is, I think, good enough for me right now as we get into January to say, hey, we need to pay some attention to some of these teams on the Big Ten West and their legitimate ability to win this conference. I'm talking about Wisconsin. I'm talking about an Iowa team that just beat Indiana because you've got some guys on there who are stepping up in the same way that uh, Johnny Davis did for Wisconsin or Keegan Murray did for an Iowa. There's good teams over there. And I I think we knew that already, but we haven't quite gotten the same kind of top 25 respect out of them so far. I really, really want to see that soon. And I really, really think that like a Bryce Sensabaugh of Ohio State, there's some guys who could really explode in this Big Ten schedule and have some teams really, really pesky come Big Ten tournament time. Another team that's been in a little bit of a down spiral, of course, Michigan State, a nine seed right now as things stand. Uh, Maybe you didn't think hugely of Michigan State at the start of the season, but after they got those first couple of either wins or close losses against really good teams, it was really all back on for Tom Izzo and that squad. Now they've dropped back off, are back to a nine seed, according to Joe Lenardi, and are flirting with that bubble right there. So, I mean, I guess, can you expect any different from what Michigan State has been over the last few seasons? But they seem to be, at least right now, a little bit safe, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if they end up right back on that bubble anytime soon. Speaking of bubble teams, three teams on the bubble right now, Penn State, Illinois, Maryland, all either right there as far as I think Penn State was even the first team out of the tournament field, according to Lenardi, or Illinois and Maryland, right there on the verge of being knocked out too. Maryland suffered a loss to Rutgers yesterday, That's a, or Northwestern, check that, that is hurting them at the moment. So I expect them to have a little bit of a bounce back and get back into safety. But Illinois, I think, has been one of the bigger disappointments of the early part of the Big Ten season. I was hoping that we were going to get an electric Illinois offense that was going to be able to bring back some of what we saw last year from Illinois, to be honest. Flashy, high-flying kind of stuff. Not with the same big presence in the middle as before, of course. But Terrence Shannon Jr., Sky Clark, these are the guys who you wanted to be able to go and get it done. And tournament team's a tournament team. 
But Illinois, I think like Indiana, is one of those teams that's been trying to figure it out and needs to figure it out ASAP if they want to be back in Big Ten contention by the end of the season. It's not a whole lot of breakdown, but I just wanted to kind of get a quick update refresher as we get into the weekend, the first weekend without Big Ten football, as you get ready to watch Big Ten basketball again, where everybody stands. So we've got our teams in, we've got our teams close to the bubble, and those few that are all the way on the way out right now. But if you didn't know at least where your team stands, now you know where everybody else is at least floating around as we start the Big Ten basketball season. Let's wrap things up here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we go, though, a reminder to tune in to Locked On College Basketball. Isaac Shade and Andy Patton have everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Let's wrap things up with some of the news from around the Big Ten and some of the games that we'll see, of course, over the weekend and recapping from yesterday. Yesterday's score was, we already told you about plenty. I believe it was, yes, Indiana 89-91, to the final score, losing to Iowa. Maryland falls to Rutgers. It was, not Northwestern. Dang, had it right the first time. 64-50, to the final score in New Jersey there. And, of course, Purdue just barely gets away from Ohio State, 71-69. to In women's basketball, Ohio State defeats Minnesota. Final score, 83-71. to Northwestern falls to Illinois. Final score, 85-79. to As far as Saturday in the Big Ten, nothing really big on the schedule for Friday. And Saturday, Big Ten basketball on the men's schedule. Michigan against Michigan State is at 2.30 p.m. Going to be a good one, Eastern time. Nebraska at Minnesota there, and Wisconsin-Illinois on Saturday, too. And in women's basketball, a whole bunch of games. The big one you need to know about, number 16, Iowa, faces off against number 14, Michigan, in the women's game. And on the mats, in wrestling, number 8, Minnesota, faces off against number 7, Northwestern, this weekend. That's going to be a really good one. Be sure to tune in to Locked On Big Ten again next time to stay tuned in on everything you need to know going on around the conference. Until then, I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Follow along with the show at Locked On Big Ten. One zero at the end, not T-E-N, wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter. Until next time, Nate Dickinson with Locked On.